Welcome once again to Devotional, a spiritual resource for daily living. This is Pastor Ariel, and we are on the last lesson for this quarter, lesson number 13, and today we're looking at Wednesday, September 26. So Paul is finally at Rome, and the reception he receives there just touches his heart, it melts him. The, the expressions of love and appreciation, old friends and acquaintances, just encourages his soul tremendously. And the lesson asks a powerful uh, question at the end. I'm not going to talk on the other things that are there, like I said earlier. Um, in other, another, another episode, you can just scroll down to the links below and study this lesson on your own. I'm only highlighting one very little bit of what you all you could extract from these lessons. Um, there's a question that is asked here. In regards to what it said in Acts 28, Acts chapter 28, verse 22, a, a statement is made in regards to the religion or this new um, develop, developing religion called Christianity. In Acts chapter 28, verse 22, it says, But we desire to hear from you what your views are, for concerning this sect, it is known to us that it is spoken against everywhere. Everyone's saying bad things about this new sect. Actually, in the book of Acts, you, you find out that it is called the way. It was not called Christianity until later, but in secular venues, it was called, uh, um, well, the church called itself the way, but the, the actual term is a sect or a cult, as you would have it called. And Seventh-day Adventists are very familiar with that, and um, pretty much so should every other Protestant church because for whatever reason, we Protestants knew how to persecute new Protestants <laughs> that developed or emerged uh, later on. The Anabaptists certainly knows that, that feeling as well. Um, so just because you call someone a cult doesn't make them a cult, right? And the question is asked at the end, how can we stay faithful even when others are talking against our faith? How can we as Seventh-day Adventists stay faithful even when others are talking against our faith? And I'm going to share some, some thoughts and verses that immediately came to my mind in regards to staying faithful when talk, people talk bad about our faith. Uh, one of the things that you know we struggle with is being ashamed, being embarrassed. Uh, that's where peer pressure comes, right? When you're not wearing the right clothing, you become embarrassed or ashamed of it. Uh, when I first came to the United States, I didn't understand how in the inner city school that I went to, how important sneakers were, the right kind of sneakers. At that time, there were the shell top Adidas that uh, this rap group called Run DMC had just broken into the scene. Now you know how old I am. Um, but those sneakers, you know, without those sneakers, you were just nothing. And Pumas as well were very much in. So you're ashamed of what you have. And shame can be a powerful tool to manipulate people to do things they don't want to do. And as we learned earlier in a previous episode, the religious leaders had tried to use shame, public shaming, uh, power shaming, to threaten the disciples into silence, but they prayed for greater boldness. But ourselves, how can I stay faithful? What, what can I do besides praying about it, right? Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15 uh, it has that word, not ashamed, in it. Paul tells Timothy, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed. Why? Because you rightly divide the word of truth. What does that mean, that you rightly divide the word of truth? You, you obviously have read through it, 
but you also have been studying and you are studying through it and you're not simply studying to, for the sake of you know just passing time or you know saying that you are doing this spiritual discipline there has to be a purpose for it and i believe that the purpose that allows you and i to grow in what paul calls the rightly not simply dividing the word of truth uh, bible marking for the sake of bible marking but rightly dividing the word of truth means that you are engaging it because you're wanting to engage other individuals in a loving christ-centered way in other words you want to share for me that has been the the greatest source of personal growth that i've had spiritually even now as a pastor um, i gain and i learn more every time i share with individuals than when i do my own personal studies primarily because i'm just dealing with a mind that thinks completely different than mine they, their way of reading text sometimes catches me of guard and i see nuances or, or words that I never picked up on before. And these individuals are bringing these things to my attention and it's forcing me to dig deeper, not for my own personal gain, but for the blessing of someone else. And I believe that is the motivation that really makes a lasting, growing impression in our lives. To rightly divide the word of truth will lead you to be a worker that is not ashamed. And if you are not ashamed, then you will stay faithful. Peter was no longer ashamed of Jesus. The night that Jesus was being tried, he was being beaten, humiliated. Jesus was being shamed. And when someone said, are you with him, Peter? Are you with Jesus? Peter became ashamed of Jesus. But not in Acts chapter 4. In Acts chapter 4, because Peter was no longer ashamed of Jesus, Peter could stay faithful. You know, there's something about Jesus that changed Peter. And I want to read it to you, a portion from Hebrews chapter 2, verse 11, where we read that for this reason, Jesus is not ashamed to call us his brothers and sisters. Jesus is not ashamed of us. Peter recognized that. Peter saw that Jesus was not ashamed of his weakness, his cowardice. Jesus did not denounce him for who he really was. Jesus spoke to Peter, I know what you're going to do to me, but I am praying for you. I'm not ashamed of you. The same is repeated in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 16, where it is God who is not ashamed to call us, to call himself our God. You know, we are not always as faithful as we ought. And sometimes we are ashamed to have our Christianity be seen publicly, where there is bowing our head and praying before we eat a meal we are ashamed to be known as christians in the conversations that we know we are not to partake in but yet we dive in you know with caution but we we still partake of conversations that we know in the end deny our faith we do that because we are ashamed and i believe that is a crucial element in how we can stay being faithful um we, maybe we are ashamed of the, the particular tenets we know are in Scripture and we as a church accept and seek to practice. You know, the things regarding health, the things regarding dietary guidelines. You know, in a cafeteria with individuals, you may be ashamed um, in regards to Sabbath, in regards to mostly lifestyle. And of course, sometimes with some of the peculiar beliefs regarding the end time events and Sabbath. So the stigma of you must be a cult because, or you are Old Testament believer, cult covenant Christian because, 
and your gospel is deficient because all those statements that people can say, you know, will get to you if you're not a worker that has learned to rightly divide the word of truth, that you have not learned to defend what you believe in. You don't really know. I was there. I know what it felt like when people would challenge me. Why do you go to church on a different day? And I would, you know, my greatest defense was going to a calendar and saying, what day is this? <laughs> Sunday. Where's the last day of the calendar? Wow. You know, that's not, it, Paul did, was not, did not tell Timothy, you need to be rightly able to divide the calendar. Is the Bible, ultimately. And so I had to go through a process of recognizing, man, I don't have a clue what I believe in or why. And maybe you find yourself in that position. I'm a pastor now, but I was there and I know what it feels like. But I think I made choices to not stay there. And you can too. And I'm praying that you will not stay as a Christian that is ashamed because you don't know what you believe or why you believe. Peter didn't. And in the moment of truth, he felt shame of Jesus and denied him. But that was not Peter in Acts chapter 4. And you can be transformed in such a way. You know, Paul in Romans, the, the book that follows Acts, in the very first chapter of Romans, chapter 1, we find Paul clearly saying in Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because this gospel is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. So, how can you and I stay faithful even when others are talking about our faith? By not being ashamed of our faith. And how can you and I not be ashamed of our faith? Brother, my sister, you got to share it. Nothing will grow you more than when you make the decision, I will no longer keep these truths to myself. Father, here I am a vessel. Use me that others may come to experience your power, the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Amen.